Hello and welcome to episode 10 of News of the Nerd, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, comic books and anything else remotely nerdy. I am a New Year's Ben and I'm here with my brother slash co-host, New Year's Jason. New Year, New Jason. Today's podcast is New Year, so we're going to do a, what was your word? A, a look forward. Yeah. I wanted, to, what's the opposite of a retrospective? A rotospective. A rotospective. <laughs> We're going to do a know, rotospective of 2023. We're going to um, do a preview. A 2023 preview. What we're looking at, what we're excited for, what's coming up over the course of the year. But, as always, how are you today, Jason? I'm not bad. I'm getting over a bit of a cold, so there's probably going to be lots of coughing that I've got to edit out of this podcast. <laughs> I think we're both the, both the same. A lot of people have been ill over the holiday period. Which is part of the reason it's taken so long to record another episode. I thought, you know, if I'm not well, the, the audio is going to suffer. Um, the other reason is I don't feel like there's been all that much news. I was hoping, because James Gunn did promise that there would be some DC uh, Slate announcements coming early this year. So I was you thought that... as soon as it turned 12 o'clock on um, New Year's Eve, it was like, James Gunn's like Twitter. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> now, I was hoping that they might come out before we had to record another episode, but it's been a while now. Uh, we haven't we haven't recorded since, um, was it like mid to the late Christmas. December, wasn't it? It was, it was um, like tw- yeah. tw- 20th or something when we did the Christmas episode. Thought we better get another episode out so we can discuss the news and then we'll look forward at this year. Yeah. So, as always, starting with the news, um, I'm going to go first because fuck you. I I don't really have any news. Okay. So the first thing I've got is I don't know if you saw this. Um, I've not seen it anywhere else apart from Marvel Entertainment posted on their YouTube an announcement. And just called it Stanley. Okay. And that's it. And it was just a few flashes of like characters he's played and like a and zoom. So do you know the glasses he always wears? Yeah. It's just clips of characters he's played in those glasses as it zooms out into like a um, animated version of Stanley. And it they tagged it with a hundred years of dreaming, a hundred years of creating, a hundred years of Stanley. Which makes no sense because I swear he's not. It wouldn't have been a hundred now. Yeah. Would he? Yeah. Was he that old? Yeah, he was old. <laughs> Bloody hell, he looked good for his age. Um, but anyway, a Stanley, an original documentary, is streaming um in twenty twenty three on Disney Plus. So I thought oh, that was that that was kind of cool because obviously man created everything pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, Stanley would have been a hundred on the twenty eighth of December. Just gone. Wow, okay. Wow. He was doing well for his age. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a documentary coming out about Stanley. I'll definitely give it a watch. Um, Summit Stanley cameos were best things in, in Summit movies. Apart yeah, from sounds great. Me. I wonder if we'll get Kevin Smith on that. He was, like, the first person to really put him on film. He was the first the first person to give him a movie role. Yeah. Uh, in in Rats. Have you seen Rats? I like more rats. If it's a documentary, I feel like they'll probably be interviewing a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Asking about like what they thought of him, and I feel like it's good. I feel like it'll be quite an emotional thing. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Uh, 
has potential. In terms of TV again, TV time, I don't know if you've heard of them. No. I should hope so. Okay. So TV time are a popular app that follows millions of people and tracks TV shows and people can vote on their favourite shows, characters and things like that. And every year they release... Is it Letterboxd? Letterboxd for, but for TV? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so every year they release top, the top six characters of the year that have been voted for by people. Do you know to see popularity and everything like that? Kind of surprised. So in number six, we've got Stephen Grant slash Mark Spector, played by Oscar Isaac in Moon Knight, which to be yeah. fair, great character. Very lovable, especially Stephen Grant persona. My name's Stephen Grant. My name's Stephen Grant. Don't hurt me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I really like the character, so agree with that. Um, number five is Thomas Shelby from Peaky Blinders, played by Killian Murphy. Which, yeah, again, a very really, popular show. I'm not surprised. Very likable character, just in his mannerisms, I'd say, I mean... and his demeanor. Is he like a, he's one of those characters I mean? though. He's one of those characters where if you're idolizing him, you're missing the point. Like he's not meant to be a nice person. He's not meant to be a good person. But he's still an encaptivating character. Yeah, like he can still be fun to watch. The same as Walter White. But you're missing the point if you're idolizing them. Yeah, yeah. Number four is Michael Scott from The Office, played by Steve Carell, which. He's gr- great character, and The Office is amazing, but I just I didn't expect it to still be on there. Yeah, I thought this was like the top characters of the year or something. It's of 2022, so people still vote for characters. Yeah, like, there hasn't so, been a new series of The Office for how long? Six years. But that's the thing, people are still voting for this character. So it just shows that this character is still on people's top top characters list after ten year. Yeah, I never got into the US office. I really, I really liked it. I I didn't think I was going to, and then I couldn't stop watching it. I I don't often watch US remakes of UK shows because they're not normally worth it. Yes, I think it's better than the UK one. Well, from what I've seen, it isn't. It's too, it's you know, it's it's American. It's too over the top. You just it's don't not, like American. No, it's not that. <laughs> but it's it's too over the top. It is not the the great thing about the UK office is that it it trod that line between sitcom and documentary, and it was believable. Like you could believe that was a real workplace. The US office is it's it's all heightened. That it is not somewhere that that could actually exist. I don't know. Sometimes you get that feeling. I do like it, um, and I prefer it to the UK. I'm not saying the UK one's bad, but I do prefer it to the UK one. Well, like I said, I've not I've not seen it all. I, I've I've seen the odd episode, but yeah, from so you what can't I've make seen, a good judgment. From what I've seen, <laughs> it misses the point of the UK original office. Moving on, at number three um, is Monkey D. Luffy from One Piece, which is an anime. Never watched it. So I, I know I, I know it's it's about pirates. Doing yeah. Anime piracy. It's, 
one of the longest running animes. Um, yeah, yeah, I've heard like it's it's, it's over a thousand episodes. It's one of those shows where if you're not into it already, there's no point trying to start <laughs> because. And and I think the manga's even even more yeah. ridiculously long and complex and. So yeah, I'm I'm not going to be watching it, but uh, yeah, I, I know of it. I know a lot of people that like it. Um, now the one and two spots, you're either going to be surprised or you're not going to be surprised at all. So in number two, it is Eleven from Strange Things, played by Millie Bobby Brown. I mean, I'm not surprised because it's such a big show. I don't think I don't think she's even the most likable character in that show, but you know she's I... probably like arguably the main like the focus of the show so yeah yeah i get it i get why people have voted that way i like the character people in these kind of polls they're not really voting for their favorite characters are they? they're voting for their favorite shows yeah they're just most picking likely. a character from their favorite show most likely so it's all subjective because obviously it is people's votes. But I like the character in the later seasons because I feel like in the later seasons she actually has a has a personality. But well, I wouldn't say it's my favourite character in Stranger Things, really. Hopper. Yeah. Hopper's the best character in Stranger Things. Hopper, um, but also... Uh, Winona Ryder's character is great as well. No. Oh, what's his name? But it's just been in this one that plays the guitar. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie, but like he's only been in one series, hasn't he? I know, but such a great character. I, yeah, I mean, as soon as we introduce a new likable character, you knew we were going to die by the end. Because <laughs> that's what we do. Is it, because they need, Is it? They need, they need to give the appearance of stakes, don't they? So they need to kill people off, but they're never going to kill off like the, the original cast. So they introduce new characters it's, it's and kill them off. Every kill series, off. they introduce someone new at the beginning of the series and they kill them off at the end. It is, it's got yeah, so predictable. Uh, yeah, they do. But let's hope it's not predictable this time. So if you could guess number one spot, if you could just have a swing in the dark. Oh, I don't know. Like, What's the biggest, what's the biggest shows been this year? Your Maybe... answer's in that. What, it's not someone from this year? No, your answer is in that question. What's the biggest show this year? Yeah, that is a good question. Oh, Squid Games? Nope. What else has been huge this year? Um, Netflix. Netflix's highest grossing show ever. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday well, Adams. Yes, it is okay. Wednesday Adams from Wednesday, played by Jenna Ortega. I mean... It, I've got to pull you up on highest grossing because there's no uh, there's no real measurement for that. It's mo- highest... most, most watched, but not highest grossing. Has highest grossing in views? I didn't say money. That's what grossing is. Nah, no grossing just means. No, <laughs> no highest grossing is how much money it has made. So yeah, it's the most watched Netflix show ever. I saw that, um, but to be fair, great character. Yeah, yeah, she's plays, very... Plays, uh, plays Wednesday pretty perfect for me. I know you thought she had a bit too much emotion. I mean, it's not it's not in the performance. Jenna Ortega is, is brilliant in the role, and I think it, it's more in the script. The script yeah. And I, 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 it's just like, you know, sometimes bad things are good, and sometimes pain is good, but then other times... It, you know, uh, I don't know. It's like she's all talk. Like she talks about how 
you know, if someone says they were going to torture her, she'd be like, oh, hopefully. And then when she actually <laughs> does get, like, tied up and tortured near the end, she's trying to get out. It's like, no, Adam's family, you should be liking this shit. This should be right up your street. Um, but no, the performance, I think it's it's so impressive how she manages to convey exactly what she's thinking with very little facial expression. Yeah. Well, next to no facial expression, it's like the the raising of an eyebrow and the <laughs> tilting of a head, and that's it. Just look at the look. Yeah. They said that she actually learned how to not blink by using micro blinks. Okay. Which is like just squinting your eyes very slightly, yeah. and you can keep your eyes open for ages, which I thought was kind of cool. So that's that list. I thought it was kind of cool, and it's kind of a good idea on where fans are. Do you know in the majority? Yeah. Have you got anything TV related? I've got nothing. Oh, nothing at all. Oh, cool. My show. Um, so I've got I've got something for you. Joel McHale reveals yes. production start date for community movie and confirms one returning co-star. I'd seen that he said they are going to be filming in June. Yeah. Um... And he's confirmed that Ken Jong's going to be in it. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Although, like, his character became... Like, in the first two series, he was hilarious. His character became one of the most tedious parts of that show. He's so funny, though. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a great actor and, uh, you know, just generally funny guy. But if they if they write him well, then it's a, it's a good thing that he's back. He's like he was in the last few series, then... Uh... It'd be better off without him, to be perfectly honest. And Series 4 Chang is so, so awful. Then all of Series 4 is pretty bad. But no, Series 1 and 2, when he is a teacher, it's great. But after the first two seasons, he's no longer a teacher and they really struggle to to, to, to find anything interesting to do with him. Yeah, um, I might start watching it because I did see it. I think I saw it pop up on Netflix community the other day, and I was like, "Ooh, I should, I should yeah. probably watch it for you." What, uh, watch episode one on Amazon Prime because why? because it's longer. But they're all they're all slightly longer on Amazon because Netflix uses the syndication versions. I'm sure we've discussed this before. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the first episode in particular, I'm sure, has got like an extra five minutes or something. It's got to an it. extra one joke. It's got some great extra jokes, to be honest, that aren't in the Netflix version. So, But it's not all on Amazon. The other thing is Netflix removed an episode called Advanced Dungeons & Dragons uh, that is still on Amazon. It's not on Netflix. Okay. Fair enough. So start, watch as much as you can, actually. watch. Start watching it on Amazon Prime. Watch as much as you can on there. It's not actually part of Amazon Prime. It's that freebie thing that they yeah. do. So it's ad-supported, but there's not a lot of ads. Yeah, watch as much as you can on there and then switch over to Netflix when it starts wanting you to pay. Cool. I, I will try and watch it because I know um, a movie will be coming out and you you seem obsessed with it. So. Oh, yeah, we should definitely cover the movie. Um. So my next bit is James Cameron has officially become the first director to have three movies hit over 1.5 billion at the box office. Hey, it's crazy. Avatar is making so much money. You've still not seen it, have you? No, I've not seen it yet. I've not managed to go get and see it. Obviously, we we are going to cover it. 
Well, yeah, I want I wanted to I wanted to do an episode like would you watch it again on it. I, yeah, I'll go and watch it again. Well, we'll go watch it again. Yeah, so the, the money it's making does seem ridiculous. And to be honest, I don't know that many people that have been to see it. It's very quick. It's happened very quickly, though. It's its fourth weekend at the box office. Yeah, compared to Avatar 1. Because Avatar 1 didn't make huge amounts of money up front. It just stayed in cinema for ages because people yeah. just kept going back. And then Titanic um, took a while to get to that amount. Obviously, it was a different... It was nearly... Uh, it was 26 years ago. Yeah. Um, God, that makes me feel non-existent. So, obviously, it took a while. But this has, in four weekends, that has hit 1.5 billion, which is insane. So, obviously... Yeah, his... So, I saw it, it's overtook... Jurassic World now, and it's the seventh highest grossing yeah. film. Uh, next up in its path is Spider Man No Way Home, which, and uh, it, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna overtake that, no doubt. Yeah, but I I don't know many people that have been to see it, so this must just be people. This must be repeat viewings. I don't know. Do you know many people that have watched it? Um, two or Over three. Me? Two or yeah. three. But yeah, I I like Avatar. I like that world, and as long as they keep making films, I'll keep going and watch them. Yeah, I'm hearing good things about it, so I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I had a a really good time with it. I don't think the story is as good as Avatar One, but it is still good, and it, visually, it is it is spectacular beyond even what Avatar was. Uh, I went to see it in IMAX, and I'm so glad I paid the extra for the IMAX upgrade. Uh, I would recommend just watching it on the biggest screen that you can. So, yeah, we'll definitely go watch it, and then we'll do a podcast on that. So, next, I've got, and this, depending on how you feel about it, Apple are reportedly releasing their AR VR headset in fall 2023. And this comes following the announcement of a new HTC headset with AR function at CES 2023. That's cool. It um, is cool. And the because obviously they've not released the actual an actual solid image of it. Do you know what I mean? But they have released the concept art. And to be fair, if it works and if it's good it'll destroy the market because when you look at VR headsets, like I think you've got the PlayStation one. I've got uh, PlayStation VR. Yeah. And I've got the uh, quest two. They are chunky as anything, especially on the front. Yeah. Whereas if you look at this one, it looks a lot sleeker and a lot more lightweight. It does. But you'd imagine, you know, there needs to be a lot of technology in there because you need a high-quality screen. And if it's AR as well, which is augmented reality, presumably it needs a camera on there. Probably built in knowing At least one, multiple. It doesn't look big enough to fit all the tech you would think it needs. The front of it looks like... I guess that's like concept art, isn't it? That's... uh... 
that's the concept art that they've released. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they've obviously not released the actual product. So we'll which... see what the final yeah. version ends up looking like. But if it is like that, I'd be very excited if it works because obviously the front of that looks like a lens kind of screen. Yeah. Uh, which is probably where the AR bit will come in. Um, but if it is that lightweight and that streamlined, I'd be very excited because I think that's the issue with VR in today's world. Yeah, you need to get that thing that I sent you working on your on your Oculus. I didn't understand what it was really. It's a virtual TV screen for you to play retro games. So it, you you play your emulated games. What was it called? Right. Okay. I sent it to you. So it's like a it's like a VR emulator, but in the VR you've got like an old CRT TV and console. So you pick your cartridge up and slide it into the console in VR. But what I was really excited about with that is that it lets you play the old uh, laser gun games, so you can play Time Crisis oh, time in crisis VR is great. with your virtual Time Crisis gun on your virtual CRT TV. So you're virtually playing a virtual game? Yeah. So, science news. Science. Science round. Nuclear fusion breakthrough brings unlimited clean energy one step closer. Are you Uh, taking the piss? No. So... last No, wait. No. Last episode, you were too busy talking about snake glitteri. And I said, I can't believe you're talking about this when there's been the first ever test of nuclear fusion that has that has produced more energy than was put into it. Oh, is that what you said? Oh, that's yeah. What I've got, yeah. And you and you just kept <laughs> talking about your sodding snake clits. <laughs> I was just excited about people getting excited about snake clits. So yeah. But like I, I I am already aware of this and I already told you about this. Our podcast listeners are already aware because I told them about this. We All didn't go right. into any detail. But yeah, no, it does have the potential to revolutionize energy. And it's it is it is mad because it's been decades nuclear fusion. It's been enough decades and it's the first time that they've actually gained a positive amount of energy out of it. Yeah. And it's a tiny, tiny amount, but baby steps, as we always say. They put in around 2.05 megajoules of energy and got out 3.15. Yeah. Which is actually, like, in terms of energy and what they're trying to do is a massive amount. Like, it's not just a, a 0.5 increase. Yeah, but like, it's not it's not enough to be uh, running not, cities on, which yeah, is what no. we need. But it does pave the way, so they're doing something right. So a lot of the time when this sort of thing happens, things start speeding up. Yeah. And next test you, you know do. what? You know what we need to do? I'm no scientist, right? But you know what we need to do is get more energy out of it. Have you thought of that? By putting less in. I'm going to write him an email. <laughs> Dear science, <laughs> have you tried getting more energy have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's that, which apparently we already spoke about, but I've slept since then. So that's it for my news round, because obviously you had no fucking news. Slacking. Yeah, well, 
there, just, there hasn't been much come out really. To say we've not done an episode for like three weeks plus, it just yeah, there there hasn't been that much, and I blame James Gunn. <laughs> it's all his fault. We're waiting, and you know what'll happen between us recording this and me managing to edit it and get it out, that's when it'll be released. <laughs> he's, he's listening to this podcast. He's waiting. So if that is it for the news, let's move on to our main topic of this week, and that is a look forward at 2023. Uh, shall we start with the Disney Plus shows that are coming? Yes. I've seen a bit of uh, confusion online whether we've got three or six Disney Plus shows coming this year. So I'm going to go with six. What when you say Disney Plus, so you mean like Marvel, the Marvel Star Wars, Disney, the Marvel everything. Disney Plus shows? No, just okay. the Marvel Disney Plus shows. The um, Marvel ones, as far as I'm aware, we've only got three. Well, I've got a longer list here, so let's go through them. Starting with in early 2023, so hopefully this will be soon. What if season two? Well, I haven't got that on my list, but yes. That that is. We did talk about that. That should be the first thing that we get this year from uh, from Marvel on Disney Plus. I'm excited for Z- Zombies too. Well, no, we're not. Uh, there's not going to be. Oh a no, they're not putting. They're not putting in this one, are they? Because they're the, making their own. Yeah, Zombies is getting a spin-off, but I wouldn't expect that this year. That will probably be and, next. Yeah, but they might put something in the What If to bring it into that, maybe. Possibly, yeah. Because I don't think they've released a list of episodes yet, apart from they did release one about we're getting uh, an agent carter episode yeah and we are getting um apparently we're getting the the missing episode from series one which was a gamora and tony stark episode okay that the gamora that that turned up in the series finale was meant to have her own episode but it didn't get finished so i think they're bringing that to season two I really liked how, uh, you know, each one... Uh, the good thing about this show, if you watch episode one and you don't like it, episode two might be more your taste. And I think we talked about that, didn't we? Because I think I there were one that I like, I just I hated. Yeah. But there's some that I love. So I think it's, it's one where you watch them all because there are going to be some that you like. Because I think they cater to every different taste. Yeah. Which is a really good thing. And something I'd like to see them do in the future is... Uh play around with the animation style a bit so different episodes get different get different style imagine like an anime what if episode that's you know what if i don't know what if japanese what if japanese yeah that's just it. what if what uh, if japanese <laughs> dc did something similar a while ago with batman ninja i like i like the idea of the different animation styles and i like that sort of thing it's like the love death and robots yeah, I really like that. I because think it's... The, the one thing that I wasn't sold on with series one was the animation style. Yeah, it was a bit flat. Yeah, to me, I agree. Looked like it came from Roblox. Like a what? Like it came from out of Roblox. I have no idea. <laughs> um, That's some know, Gen Z one, shit. Do you know one I really want to see, and I think it'd be really cool? Is what if Tony Stark could handle the Infinity Stones? Well, what if he didn't die and he just got mad powerful? Yeah. Yeah, but, well, he'd go evil and uh, accidentally sick, though, destroy it? the world at some point. That's what would happen in a what if. Uh, oh, there's another one that we, we know we're getting. It's um, the 
Uh, what is it, 1694 or something? 1564. It's a year. It's like, uh, you know, early early America. 1412. I've got a comic here somewhere that says it on. Uh, that's not it, because that's Sandman. Now, if you didn't know you're listening to a nerd podcast, you do now, because my co-host is currently flicking through his comic book collection. Which I don't think gets any more nerdy. I mean, the thing is, though, if I was that nerdy, I'd know, and I wouldn't need to look. <laughs> Saying all nerds have a photographic memory. Oh, well, I can't find it, but yeah, that one. You know what I mean. <laughs> We're getting that one. Okay, cool. Good talk. Okay. Uh, the, the other thing that's coming early 2023 is Secret Invasion... Yes, I'm really Very looking forward to for this. I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be mental. Scrolls. Yeah, scrolls everywhere. All our scroll predictions are going to be answered in this. <laughs> yeah. People are going to turn out to be scrolls, and we're like, wait, what? Wait, wait, we were right. Yeah, we we definitely need to need to remember who we've said he's a scroll. I think <laughs> everyone, just everyone. about everyone in the MCU is a scroll, and some people that aren't in the MCU. <laughs> Henry Cavill is a scroll. Yeah. Uh, Geralt of Rivia is a scroll. No, he can't be a scroll. No, he's he's a scroll. That's no, how his face no, is going to change. No, he he can't be because of his silver sword. It hurt him. What? That's are you thinking of vampires? No, in which a <laughs> silver sword silvers just hurts any um, monster in the Witcher I, universe. I mean, technically, Geralt is monstrous. No, it's just mutated. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Please play please play the mutants little theme after that. <laughs> <laughs> like in uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah. Anyone mentions mutation from now on in the MCU, you just hear that little little X Men fanfare. Yeah, but so Secret Invasion. Not only have we got Samuel L. Jackson back which it'll be the first like big chunk of yeah. Samuel Jackson since since Captain Marvel or was no way no no way home was after that wasn't it uh no way home far from home i hate that naming convention i always mix those two up anyway far far from home he was in but it wasn't really nick fury it was a scroll i feel like in from you know, in phase one, he was in everything. He was the yeah. the thing that tied all the films together was him and Coulson, and it it just feels like Nick Fury appearances are few and far between these days. So I'm looking forward to getting some Nick Fury back. But yeah, not only have we got Samuel L. Jackson, we've also got Amelia Clark and Olivia Coleman in this, who are two fantastic actors. Don't cause I don't think I'll be able to cope with that. Of what, Amelia Clark? Yeah. How 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 am I meant to c- concentrate on the scrolls when she's on screen? Well, what if she is a scroll? Then I'm marrying a scroll. <laughs> we've also got. I, I like this. We've got Kingsley Benadire. Yes. Um, great actor. Correct. I'm correct in saying he played. I forget his name, but the um. The Mandarin, who uh, Trevor Flattery, who Kingsley Benadire, 
No, it's not. What's um, that's, that's Ben Kingsley. Ben, ben King. It's the name is the same. Um, <laughs> the name is the same. Okay. Um, yeah, but the person is not. No, it's not. It's um. It, <laughs> what great do you know him from? I've seen him in something recently. I'm just looking at his picture. Oh, it's uh, Noel. I watched Noel on Disney Plus this Christmas. Yeah. That's where I know him from. Uh, so, I mean, we've joked a lot about who could be scrolls. Give me one serious prediction who you think is going to turn out to be a scroll in this. Mine is um, Maria Hill. Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, there I will think, be a Samuel L. Jackson scroll, won't it? Surely, I, because... I think for the majority of it, Nick Fury is going to be a scroll, and then the actual Nick Fury is going to come back from setting up Sword and be like, wait, what? No, I'm sure in the trailer you see him, like they mentioned that he's been off world and misses him coming back. Yeah, but that might not be till last episode. Okay, well, we will see. Next, in summer 2023, although I have seen reports that this might be delayed. Oh, not again. Is Echo. Okay, that's not the one I was thinking of. So this um, is a, a spin-off from Hawkeye. Um, Maya Lopez returns. Vincent D'Onofrio's in it, which is a good thing, because he's a great Wilson Fisk. He is. Do we think, uh, is Daredevil going to be in this as well? Um, I, f- I feel like... It, I think that might have been confirmed. It might be sure. good. It'll be a good crossover, because Wilson Fisk has got to be in Daredevil. Um, the series. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, a rumour I saw recently was that... Um, I don't like rumours. Was that Jessica Jones is going to be returning for Daredevil. That's cool. I do like Which, her. Because yeah. she just doesn't give a shit. Jessica Jones Series 1 was my favourite out of those Netflix Marvel shows. I really loved it. And, and you know, part of that was her. Part of that was David Tennant's uh, Purple Man. Yeah. I think we, yeah. we spoke about Echo and that we're not sure because it's uh we weren't sure why they was was creating it on such a I think I think we was like kind of forgettable character because yeah, they she, didn't she, utilize her properly. She was kind of thinly drawn. Uh, yeah, but it, I I think it it has potential. Yeah, but absolutely. I'm not confident it's going to. It's gonna go either. That. It's gonna be great because they're gonna like with especially with the deaf aspect as well. There's a lot of audio ways they could go. Do you know, kind of similar to Baby Driver, where with the earphones in and out, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of potential for that. So I think it's either gonna be really good or it's just gonna fall very flat. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Loki series two. Can't wait for that. So that's uh, also slated for summer 2023, according to this list I've got here. Yes, um, and it's due to be set after Quantum Mania, as far as I'm aware. I mean, who knows? Or who knows it. at this point? Because Loki series one doesn't really take place anywhere in the timeline. It takes place like outside the timeline, like running parallel to. Well, have you seen all those videos? And I love these videos. So it plays. Do you know the scene where they're talking to Kang? Well, he's not called Kang. He's he um, who remains. He who remains. So they play that scene on on the top with the time of the episode running. 
Oh yeah, yeah, and I've seen play, that. They play all different Marvel movies, and they sync up to when he goes wait, and he listens, and it's like they sync up to so many different events. And I think if that is done personally, because we've talked about how Marvel don't do things on accident. I think that's probably by accident. I I don't think they've gone through and synced up all these different films to uh, an episode of Loki. I I refuse to believe. What I'm saying is if obviously there is some link there, I think that'd be great. We will see. Um, but obviously Tom Hiddleston's back, um, and Owen Wilson. I'm looking forward to seeing more of Owen Wilson's uh, Mobius. Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. Really, really enjoyed that character. And Tara Strong is returning as well as Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes is great. She is. I, I, want I wanted her to Minutes. be like the big villain. I wanted her to be <laughs> secretly running the TVA. <laughs> just, just a stopwatch sat on a chair, cross-legged, like. <laughs> Well, just an AI, just like an AI gone rogue. But surely this is going to tie... Now that we know that we're in the multiverse saga, surely this is going to be quite an integral part of that story, you would imagine. Yeah. After that, I don't think you'll have this one on your list. I feel like you won't. Go on, then. X-Men 97. Yeah, I've got that. Okay, fair enough. In fall of 2023. Yeah. You know what? I've never watched the entire run of that X-Men show. I've never watched the entire run now. I've seen episodes. I saw the odd episode on on a Saturday morning when I was a kid, so I caught the odd episode. There was also an Incredible Hulk show that I used to watch the odd episode of. But I I got into the Spider-Man cartoon that was like a spin-off of this. But I do I do want to I want to catch up. I want to watch it all and catch up in preparation for this new show. But by all accounts, it was a great show and apparently is better than the Spider-Man cartoon that I watched. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to giving that a go. Probably a bit closer to the time. I might watch it over the summer. if it, So this is slated to come out in fall 2023. Also in fall 2023, one that I think you're looking forward to uh, probably more than me is Ironheart. Oh, I can't wait. I just I wasn't sold on the character in Black Panther. Oh, I loved the character. She, I, the, the, there wasn't there wasn't enough to the character to make me think. Yeah, she needs her own show. And you know, a, a lot like um, how America Chavez in in uh, Multiverse of Madness was just it's just not not selling me on these new characters. I feel like they're being pulled in for the sake of it. More than anything else, not because like, oh yeah, this character's going to work really well here. It's more like, well, yeah, we need to introduce this character, so stick him in this. See, I disagree. I feel like the America Chavez, I agree, um, and that was kind of forgettable, um, and didn't really have much to her. Um, but Riri Williams was just, I thought, was a great addition to um, Black Panther. I don't know. I. Uh... I, if she wasn't in that film, I don't think it would have changed my enjoyment of it one bit. I I, I love that film, but I just I just didn't feel like she was a, a necessary part. The final thing we've got on the list... I'm excited for this. Which is winter 2023 to 2024, so we might not get this until early next year. 
but who knows. So, uh, this is Agatha, Coven of Chaos, formerly known as House of Harkness. I think the the, the only thing that makes me really excited for this is the cast. We've got some really good uh, cast announcements for this. Yeah, so we've got Catherine Hahn is brilliant. Um, have you watched uh, Glass Onion yet? Yes. So she's great in that, and seeing that's made me a bit more excited for this as well. Uh, Joe Locke is in it from Heartstopper, uh, and like you said, Aubrey Plaza is in it. Uh, Emma Caulfield is returning um, to her role from One Division. Patty Lapone's rumored to be in there. Who's that? She's like a really famous um, Broadway singer. Oh, okay. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. So there might be some musical elements I was going to say, there. could this be a musical? This, well, it's magic. Anything can happen, can't it? I hope this is a musical. It'd be great. Emma Caulfield can sing. She was yes. uh, in, the, in the Buffy musical episode. Sashia Zamata's in it as well, who is a comedian. So there's a lot of different medias in there. Do you know what I mean? Like these yeah. singers, these comedians. Cause she was one of the main members of Saturday Night Live. Okay. And the sketches oh, yeah. on Saturday I, Night Live. Um, I remember us talking about this when it was announced, actually. So I think there's a there's a lot of potential to this. I think, and I'd like I, I'm excited to see where they go. Are we thinking that we're gonna see Vision and Wonder in there at times? I don't know because um, there's talks of the Vision Quest show, isn't there? That's not this year, obviously, but I think that might be the next time we I mean, see origi- Vision. I mean, original Vision and Wonder from like when they're in. What like as flashbacks? Flashbacks to her controlling the the situations. Possibly, I wouldn't be surprised if this takes place like before, during, and after Wonder Vision. Yeah. Like I think because we saw a bit of Agatha's origin in one division i feel like we might get more of that we're sucking the life force out of people yeah i think we might get more um more agatha from from the, the witch trials yeah and i think we I, I think it's mainly going to be set after one division it's going to be her escaping how old is agatha i mean it's a few hundred years old i think it's going to be her escaping the the prison that wonder or maybe if maybe when when Wanda dies, it breaks does that, the seal. Does that release her? Maybe, very maybe. And then she has to go but about putting dead? together a new coven. Um, I don't think Wanda's dead. Maybe she's looking for the Darkhold again. Although the Darkhold's been destroyed now, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Has it been destroyed in every universe? I feel the as only. Well? I feel like the only road for her now is. The redemption for the Scarlet Witch. The only road is redemption now. She's done too much to be redeemed. Well, she's gone too far off the deep end in uh, in Multiverse of Madness. She could have still been redeemed after after One Division, just about. But yeah, after Multiverse of Madness, I don't think she can. I'd like to see her pop up in whatever they do with the with X Men. Yeah, maybe she could do her. Uh, House of M stuff. Anyway, so that's all the Marvel Disney Plus shows I've got. So out of these, uh, so two questions. Which one are you most excited for? And which one do you think is going to be the best? 
because they can be two different things. I am most excited for... It's very hard because there's two that I'm most excited for. And it's hard to... Because um, they're for completely different reasons. So Loki Season 2 and Ironheart. Loki okay. Season 2 because I want more of the Loki that we've seen um, and the development that we've seen with Tom Hiddleston. And obviously to find out what the hell happened at the end of Season 1. There's that, and then the I want to see more development of the character of Riri Williams and kind of get more of her story. Talking about that version of Loki, I wonder if in Secret Wars they will fold that version of Loki in so that Thor gets to see Loki again? Maybe. Very maybe. I feel like it. there is a big opportunity to cross this Loki back in. Because he knows everything that happened. Yeah. He didn't he experience it, but he's he's he watched it he's, in great yeah. detail. So is that what you're excited for? Loki and Ironheart? Yeah. So which of these shows do you think is going to objectively be the best T V show? If they do it right, I feel Secret Invasion. Because I feel like that is probably gonna be the biggest one yet. The biggest Marvel T V show yet. So if they do it right, I feel like that, from like a unbiased point of view, is going to be the best TV show. One second, I'm just creating a new text document. 2023 predictions. So at the end of the year, we can come back and look at these. And be like, ah, no, it was shit. The one that I'm most looking forward to is Secret Invasion. And I think that's that's partly because... I'm excited to see people be revealed as scrolls. I'm excited to see uh, Nick Fury come back. And also because it's like the one that's coming soonest. I mean, if we don't yeah. count what if, it's the one that, that like matters in the overall story that is coming soonest. Yeah. So I'm most excited for Secret Invasion. What I think will probably be the best is Coven of Chaos. I thought you were going to say that. Like I say, it's these casting announcements um, that that they made a, a couple of months ago. That there's so much potential there to do something to do something really interesting, really different, and and not be uh, you know be, be part of the the mainline MCU timeline, but not be tied down by it because these yeah. are all kind of new new characters and characters that aren't really interacting with. Uh, all the Avengers and stuff like that. I think it's just it. It seems like it might have just the right amount of tie-in. Yeah, I think one of the reasons I'm excited for Ironheart as well is to see an Iron Man suit that doesn't look like a Japanese anime. Yeah, hopefully in Ironheart she'll have a more homemade-looking suit. After the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus, I've got there was a few Star Wars shows. Um, I think two that have actually been announced for this year. Yes. But a third that I wouldn't be surprised if it came out this year. So the first one I've got for this year is The Bad Batch Season 2. I didn't watch Series 1, did you? No, I haven't. I do want to get into the, the Star Wars animated stuff, though, because I watched Tales of the Jedi. I've still not watched it yet. It was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. I 
it tied into the films in really interesting ways. There, there are episodes that I think clearly tie into some of the animated stuff, but I don't get the context because I've not seen it. Yeah. So at some point, I do want to get into the Star Wars animated stuff, and I might watch The Bad Batch then. And then the other one, the big one, The Mandalorian Season 3. The Bounty Hunter slash Dad. Mandalorian and Grogu have reunited. Spoilers for Boba Fett. And, uh... Yeah, I'm looking forward to just seeing those two trek around the galaxy and, and... I want Grogu to have a little lightsaber. I want him to get a little lightsaber. I, he could have a full-size lightsaber and just control it with telekinesis. There is a Sith in the lore. Uh, Darth Treya, I believe, um, and what she did was she had three lightsabers, she, but she never held them. She only called, controlled them with the Force. Yeah, so he, he could... He could do it like that. Um, so I'm very excited for that. And that's uh, March the 1st, so fairly soon. Yeah. The other one, so no exact release date has been announced yet, but Ahsoka. I'm very excited for this. Rosario Dawson's a great actress. And the character of Ahsoka is great as well. Yeah. Ezra Bridger's going to be in there, who you won't know, but he's from the animated... Um one of the animated series, so the Rogues. Yeah. Um, and same with Sabine Wren. Um, yeah, Re- Rebels. Rebels, sorry. And also, Hayden Christensen will be back as Darth Vader in that. Will he? Yes. Oh, I um, haven't seen that. Yeah, so that is very exciting because Darth Vader is a massive part of Ahsoka's story. So I feel like they may kind of be bringing part of the rebel storyline into live action um yeah well is that that where ahsoka's from originally oh was she from clone wars originally so she's from clone wars she was spoilers obviously for clone wars if you've not seen it she was anakin's actual apprentice yeah well i think they say as much in mandalorian don't they yeah and then they get she gets to a point where she doesn't actually become a jedi anymore um, so she isn't a Jedi, she is what they call a Grey. Now, there's different other names for it, but so she's kind of in the middle. Um, yeah. So she doesn't follow the Jedi, Jedi code, but she's still there for kind of good, and she's trained as a Jedi. Um, and also her lightsabers, if you've ever noticed, she has white ones. Okay. The reason for that is she actually purged red saber crystals of the dark side of the force so kind of purified them which is where the white color comes from but yeah okay so so i need to watch the animated stuff before ahsoka really don't yeah i I would say so to fully understand it but there's like there's so many i think the rebels is the main one to watch yeah definitely because there's going to be a lot and i think i don't know if it's a rumor if it's been confirmed that the big blue guy's going to be in it as well. Admiral Thrawn. Oh, yeah. No, I think he is in it. Yeah. As one of the main um, antagonists. Yeah. So, and that's all from the Rebels kind of animated stuff. So I'd, I'd recommend it. I feel like they will do it so for it's not necessary, but obviously there'll probably be nods um, all the way through it for people um, that have seen them. So I think it is definitely worth it. 
So the other upcoming show, which doesn't have a release date, so I don't know, I don't expect it to be this year, but that is uh, Star Wars Skeleton Crew, which is going to star Jude Law. And I think this is the one with the kids, isn't it? The kids yeah. that find a, a starship. So this is going to be Star Wars Stranger Things. Basically, yeah. Which, when we talked about it, it does sound interesting. Is there anything else on Disney Plus that you particularly want to mention? Not really, no. Um, all the other stuff I've got is kind of um, Netflix now. So when we talked about trailers and stuff before from, uh, was it from Comic Con? You were really excited about the new National Treasure series. Have you watched any of that? I haven't yet, but I do have uh, people that have said it is really good and they really enjoyed it. Okay. So after Disney+, Plus, one of the biggest streaming services is Netflix. Now, there's quite a few things, but there's just a few that I feel like we should be mentioning that kind of outside the superhero side, but are obviously massive shows. Um so there's you season four, which I think every time you has come out as a season, it's just had a massive following. And how have you watched much of it? No, I, I've seen bits of it uh, while my wife's been watching it. I think I did see the series three finale. It's just crazy. So yeah, I've, I'll, I'll probably again see bits of it. Uh, but yeah, it, it does seem like a good show. Yeah, another one I know that you haven't seen, but Shadow and Bone Season 2 is coming out on March 16th. Now, the first season's really good. Um, It kind of has... The... I don't think I've seen Shadow and Bone. What What's it about? It's kind of got a Witcher feel to it. Um, So, it's got, like, witches in it. Um, Witchers. Witches, not witches. Witches, not witches. Magic hand people. And it's that kind of medieval fantasy. Okay. So, but it has got a very much the witcher feel. Did I watch Shadow and Bone? Maybe I did. And they have to sail through this giant lake. Yeah, that's not no, a I lake did see full that. Full of shadows. And... I did see that. I thought it was fine. I, I kind of really enjoyed it. From what I can remember, it was a long time ago. We've been waiting for a second season for a while. It's one of them that Netflix says a new season is coming, and it said that for like the past two years. Yeah. Although that means nothing these days, because they said that about Inside Job. And then uh, this uh, this week it's been revealed that Inside Job Series 2 has been cancelled. Yeah. Which is very sad, because it was a great show. Yeah, it's really funny. I'm kind of I'm looking forward to that, because I did find it quite a good watch and then the last thing and the thing that i am probably most excited for in 2023 as a whole don't really care about anything else um the witcher season three which we've talked a lot about we have yeah but the witcher season three i cannot wait for that yeah i'm looking forward to the last episode when he regenerates do you think they'll make like an in-universe explanation like that I, d- I don't know. I don't know. I feel my theory is that so because these three games, I feel like the seasons are kind of following the games a little bit. Well, I think the games are based on books. Yeah. So is it not following the books that the games were based on? Well, yeah. I don't know. I haven't played the games or read the books, so I, I have nothing to compare. My prediction it to. is that they don't want to sully 
Henry Cavill's Geralt because I feel that he's not only someone that's kind of defined the role of Geralt, but the show itself. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think they want to sully that. So my prediction is that he may train a new Witcher. I don't know. We'll see. Something like that. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I I don't. I I like that show, and I think he's great in that show. I don't think it's a role that nobody else could play. I I wish it wasn't Liam Hemsworth, just because he's a a bit boring. But yeah, no, I I mean, but he's. I feel like he's defined it and and made it him. Like, if anyone mentions Geralt, you don't, or The Witcher, you don't picture like the, what the character looks like in the game or anything like that. I feel like you picture Henry Cavill's Geralt. Well, yeah, because that's the Geralt most people know. That, that doesn't mean that he's the only person that could play that role. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I feel... I know, but there's been, there's been a lot of... Like, I'm disappointed he's leaving the role, but a lot of the backlash to it has been way over the top. Yeah. Okay, so is that is, are they the big Netflix releases? Yep, they're the big Netflix releases that are coming up. So moving. Okay, on to let's get into movies. the juicy stuff. The movies. February the seventeenth is our first Marvel film of the year, and that is Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Quantumania. Wait, is is that not how you say quantum mania? I I can't believe none of the publicity has. I'm dyslexic, so I thought that's how you spell it. None, none of the publicity has picked up on the fact that the word ant is in Quantumania. Is it not normally? Yes. Oh. That's what I'm saying. That's how you spell Quantumania. It oh. has ant in there. Maybe that's just like a... So, but, but why would you not, you know, make build well, that into the logo somehow? It's the quantum realm, so I feel like... ant or mania I'm excited for that, and it's very soon, and obviously we are going to be doing a bonus episode on that. We will be doing a bonus episode, yeah. A, a, a new trailer has been revealed for this recently, and it is, you know, very much based in the quantum realm again, which makes me think that's where the majority of the film is going to be set. I'm very scared for this film. I mean, it's... what you, do, do you mean... The fact that it doesn't look like it's going well for Ant-Man in the trailer. Oh, okay. Well, no, it doesn't. The reason I'm scared for this film is that I think the quantum realm just looks too CGI. It just looks like... What the fuck do you want them to do? Actually shrink down into the quantum realm? You know what I mean? Like, you've not seen it yet, but... You could spend three and a quarter hours watching Avatar The Way of Water... And it doesn't look CGI. This looks like they're spending their entire time stood in front of a green screen and it looks kind of muddy and not visually appealing. Um, although the new trailer did show a bit of MODOK. MODOK! I, can't, I, love, seen... I love MODOK, but he doesn't look shit and he should look shit. Well, I don't know. So you're seeing him with like the mask on and the glowing eyes yeah. that is in the trailer. But there's also, have you not seen the still? So he's in the background of another shot in the trailer, but he's easy to miss. But without his mask on, and he does look shit. Good. Um, I only saw there's like a bit of him walking forward, so you see his back. No I think he's being there? played by one of the guys from Glee. Um, one? The, the guy who was in the... Uh, Flash and Supergirl crossover, musical crossover that we did. 
Darren Chris, I think. Let, let me just double check this because I'm sure that's what I read. He was in Glee. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm wrong. Ha! I am wrong. I read that Modoc was going to be Darren Cross and thought, oh, that's the guy from Glee. And it's not. He's the villain from the first Ant-Man film. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> Corey Stoll. So that, that is who Modoc is going to be, apparently. It's not going to be the guy from Glee. He got shrunk down into the quantum realm and he got a bit uh, deformed. And, be- and became Modoc, yeah. That's kind of, I, kind of cool. I like that. But yeah, the reason Dar- Darren Chris was in Supergirl was because Supergirl was in Glee. Yeah, and so was Flash. That's why they did a musical episode together, because they were both in that show. Oh, yes, he was. Yes, he was. See? And you watched Glee. I never watched it, and I know that. He was a dick in Glee. Anyway, so yeah, very excited for that. But I'm cautiously optimistic. Like I said, I don't think it looks very visually appealing from the trailer. But, you know, we will see. So our next big comic book film after that, uh, we'll be moving over to DC for Shazam! Fury of the Gods. I really like Shazam. I think this has been one of it. the best DC films. Probably the best DC film since Wonder Woman. Yeah, because Wonder Woman 2 wasn't great. Wonder Woman 2 was not good. No. But yeah, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. It, I, I, I like the, you know, the silly fun campness. The you know it's a a teenage boy's idea of what being a Superman like figure is, uh, and I'm I'm liking the fact that we're probably going to see the family of Shazam again. Do you know because they kind of split the powers, didn't they? Um, yeah, I think I think the Shazam family is going to be quite a big part of. And I liked the that film. And who's the villain in this? Is it like Helen Mirren? In it, Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren, um, the daughters of Atlas. Yeah, and Rachel Ziegler. Yes. Rachel Ziegler is playing Athena. Because um, I think it's... Is it Calypso and... Calypso is Lucy Liu, yeah. And, then, and I can't remember what the name of Helen Mirren's. Hesperides. That's it. So I think it's going to be kind of cool. And I'll, obviously the whole Greek mythology is always fun. Like I like that sort of thing. Like I think that's why Moon Knight went down well for me. It's because of the mythology in the back and they do kind of... Yeah, link it in very well. So I'm hoping this is going to be good because um, I really did enjoy the first one. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I have higher hopes for this than I do for Ant Man, which may shock you a little bit. I wonder if we'll if we'll have any answers by then of whether Shazam will be uh, staying in for the DC universe. But either way, I've seen a lot of people be like, "Why should we care about this film if?" Uh, if we know it's not going to matter, like not every it doesn't have to tie into other things to be a good film. Like I watched uh, the Banshees of Inverisherum on Disney Plus last week. I'm not disappointed because it's not tying into a bigger universe. It can just be a good film on its own. Marvel's ruined everyone, and they just like if it's not part of the bigger thing, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So next. The next comic book movie after that, we'll flip him back to Marvel. And this is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'm excited for Adam Warlock in this. I mean, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't convinced from the trailer. Like I said, he just looks like he's been painted gold. He doesn't look like a gold person. 
Neither did the gold people. Yeah, I know, but they weren't uh, that major of a part, were they? I did like them, though. I thought it was funny. So, in this where pretty much everyone's going to die, probably. Most likely. I will make a prediction. Peter Quill is going to die. Thank God. And he's going to die sacrificing himself for Gamora. I just I hope he dies just like they're they're like just one step behind Gamora and he dies and then Gamora just shows up. I think he's going to, you know, throw himself in front of a a space bullet to save Gamora's life, even though Gamora doesn't care about him and then that's going to make her a space bullet start caring. Yeah, you know. Sci fi laser pachow pachow. Is that the noise it makes? Yeah. He's okay. gonna throw himself in front of a pachow and then Gamora's gonna be like, Why did you do that? And then she's gonna lead the new team of guardians. I just wanna get rid of Peter Quill because I, f- I think the character's boring. <laughs> like, I genuinely do. Is the worst part of every Guardians movie. Um yeah, you might be right. I know I'm right. He's boring. I thought Mantis was boring in part two, though, but she was much better in the holiday special. Oh, she's so... great. If she's like so that, I'm she better be like that. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing more Mantis. I reckon Drax is going to die. I, it wouldn't surprise me, but also I don't think I'd particularly care. I think I'd care more about Peter Quill dying than Drax. No, opposite way around. Drax <laughs> is funny. Peter Quill's just vanilla. Drax is really funny in the first one. It became a bit too much of a caricature in the second. He was great in the Holiday Special. Yeah, yeah, him and, him and Mantis, I really liked him Holiday Special. So that is May the 5th. And then this is, this. yeah, this is a big one. Have you watched Into the Spider-Verse yet? No, what are you going to say, Across the Spider-Verse? Yes, Across the Spider-Verse is going to be amazing. I mean, it's got Hayley... Uh, Steinfeld as Gwen Stacy. Yeah, she was in Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, I might have to watch it then. You know it's animated, don't you? She's only a voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> I know. It's just a voice. Oscar Isaac's in it, uh, into this yeah, one. Yeah, Oscar Isaac's in the first Sp- one. Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, he's in the post credit scene. Does he, uh, is he... Steve on ground? <laughs> Hello, I'm uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, he's... Sp- Oscar Isaac's is in it as Spider-Man 2099. I uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this because Into the Spider Verse was such a pleasant surprise. Like I never expected it to be as good as it was, and it's up there. It's it's one of the best Spider Man films. I think it might be the best Spider Man film. You've said that quite a few times. I have. It encapsulates what it means to be Spider Man so much better than any of the others since like the Sam Raimi the, the first Sam Raimi film the first Sam Raimi film really uh, really do, does a good job of exploring the whole great power great responsibility dynamic yeah and this is the only other film that I feel has done that well was Into the Spider-Verse so yeah very much looking forward to Across the Spider-Verse which is part two of a trilogy they've already announced there will be a third uh, a third movie called Beyond the Spider-Verse, which will be coming in 2024. But you get confused with Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home. Oh yeah, I'll definitely get confused with these. 
It's like the Apes films, isn't it? Was it Dawn and then Rise or they're, Rise and they're then just, Dawn? They're named wrong. I know War comes third. It's I think it's Rise, Dawn, War, but it should be Dawn and then Rise. Yeah. Yeah. It should be like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and then like Afternoon of the Planet of the Apes. And then Supper of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Are we talking about the next film? Can we just skip over? Yeah, June 16 is The Flash. The only and good then thing about July that is, 28th. <laughs> the only good thing about that is Michael Keaton. Yeah, like... Uh, I, I've, I think I've said everything I want to say about this film already. She's like, yeah, I want anyway, to be excited next, for next it, film. and I can't. Next film. Uh, <laughs> July the 28th, The Marvels. I'm so excited for this. I'm sure a, a, a brief outline has been revealed. And apparently the the premise is that every time Carol Danvers, Kamala Khan or Monica Rambeau use their powers, they just keep randomly swapping places with each other and they have to figure out why. They have to team up to figure out why. Switching, Which sounds fun. Switching physical places or like... Well, yeah, like, like at the end of Miss Marvel. Yeah, but is that Kamala Khan in Carol Danvers' body? No, no. It, it, looks, it sounds. It, it sounds it. It looks a lot like it's a place swap to me because she looks around that room like she doesn't recognize it. So I think that that was the first instance of it happening. Yeah. And then yeah, they're gonna keep swapping places. You know, what I really hope we get in this film is uh, is some more of Kamala Khan's parents. <laughs> they are great. Um, I really want to see Kamala Khan's parents pop back up and have to interact with. I want the first. I want the first scene is the parents burst in the room like, "What's happened?" Like, "Well," <laughs> and I think Brie Larson's uh, performance of Carol Danvers will be more solid now. Yeah. Um, it was really weird the way they did Endgame. They did Endgame and then filmed Captain Marvel, so her performance across those two films isn't identical. Yeah. So, yeah, really looking forward to that now that Brie Larson's had more time to get into the role. 100%. Um, and, and Kamala Khan was great. And Monica Rambeau? Eh. I don't really understand what her powers are, but... Like, similar? It's energy stuff. Just it, more yeah. energy stuff. Yeah. Not, like, my favourite character. I'm more excited about the interactions we're going to get between Kamala Khan and Carol Danvers. Yeah, yeah, same. Mainly just Kamala Khan, because like we said, that was my favourite Marvel TV show. So, And it was a very good show. Yeah. And the next one I've got here is a DC film that was originally going to be a HBO Max original, and it's been moved to be a theatrical release, and this is Blue Beetle, which I think... I don't know a lot about Blue Beetle, apart from that I, I've... Played as him in uh, Injustice Two. What's his power? Because I don't really uh, know much about him. Scarab powers. <laughs> okay, cool. He gets his powers from a blue alien beetle. So I think it's kind of. I think it's a bit like Iron Man's nano suit. Okay. I think that's the sort of. It's thing not you like Spider Man, and he got bit by an alien beetle. No, he didn't get bit by an alien beetle. Um, but yeah, I think it's like a. It's like a tech suit, I believe. And this is be the first uh, the first Latino superhero in the DCU, and uh, it's uh, Jaime Reyes is the character's name, 
I don't know the actor, and I think I'm going to butcher his name. It's uh, Zolo Mariduena. Zolo Mariduena. Uh, but he's been in Cobra Kai, which is a very well-received series from those that have watched it. I think this has really good potential, and there's got to be a reason that they've moved it from HBO Max to a full-on theatrical release. They must have confidence in it. You was close with the name. How would you say it? Solo Mariduea. Mariduea. Solo. Solo, not Zolo. X is an S at the start. Okay. Susan Sarandon's in it. Is she? Apparently. Solo apparently made a name for himself on the Cobra Kai series. I've just said that. Oh, sorry, I weren't listening. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, next one, are we going to... We're, everyone loves uh, the, the Sony Marvel, Sony no, Universe no, Marvel don't. characters. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> and I just don't see the point in this one, and the casting is wrong. Craven the Hunter. It's wrong. Is uh, an Aaron Taylor Johnson playing Craven the Hunter? And from everything that has been said about it so far, he's a conservationist? Right, okay. Which, I don't know. Like, this could be one of those films like Venom that is so bad that it's good. Should it? It really just should have been Jason Momoa. The man looks like Raven the Hunter. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could see it. But I, you know, I, I have, I have no particular issue with the casting. No, I just don't see the point. In I just, a film. I don't know. It, <laughs> I, I feel like they're wasting Spider-Man's great villains. On solo movies when they could be fighting Spider-Man. Yeah, like, who's he going to be fighting? A, a, a lion. I bet you it's going to... Uh... Okay, this is, this is my next prediction that I'm going to write in my document that we can check at the end of the year. Craven the Hunter is going to, is going to have a scene where he kills a lion to get his iconic top that he wears. It's going to have, like, this is the origin of his outfit. So it's going to be like Jason and the Argonauts. Jason and the Argonauts? Isn't that the one with the golden fleece? Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have any, any predictions to make for any of these films? That it's going to be shit. All of them? Um, yeah. Apart, f apart from Marvel's, um, I don't know, I just think that's going to be good. Um, I don't really have any predictions. I don't think anyone's going to die. I feel like... Yeah, I don't have any predictions apart from that Craven the Hunter and Blue Beetle are probably going to be shit. Oh, I don't know about Blue Beetle. Craven the Hunter is probably going to be shit, yeah. I don't know about Blue Beetle. We'll have to see. We'll have to see about that one because it's very unknown. -like. Okay, the final film on the list from the very end of the year, December 25th, 2023. Are we talking about this one too? Okay, cool. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh, Jason Momoa's last appearance of Aquaman, um, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I think it probably will be, before he then <laughs> miraculously returns as Lobo. Or maybe at the end of this film, Aquaman goes to space and changes his name. <laughs> he just flies so fast out of the ocean, he goes, oh shit, atmosphere! <laughs> yeah, I've not seen the first one to be honest have you not no it's not so, really been it's not been anywhere streaming i'm sure it has not that i can see for free it must have been on sky movies 
not sure. But yeah, that is coming out on Christmas Day. The first Aquaman was silly and fun, and you know it's not a great film, but it was, it was a funny film. Maybe not always on purpose. It was an octopus playing the drums. Like none of these other films are going to have an octopus playing the drums. Aquaman may have an octopus playing the drums. So you know. Okay, that's if that's the best thing about the film. <laughs> not, not to shit on Talacan, but you know Atlantis has octopuses that play drums. Talacan has none of that. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about this one. I can't believe you've not seen Aquaman. I know. I mean, like I say, it's not a good film, but it's not a bad film either. It's like a, a perfectly mediocre three-star movie. For like, it's okay for like a Sunday afternoon, and like, like one, one it, thirty. Like it, it's better than most <laughs> DC films, though. That is a. That's not really. Like I think it goes. It's not. It's not a high bar, you know. It goes Wonder Woman, Shazam. Aquaman. That's it. Yeah, they are the fr- ones, they, are, they? they are they are like they're three of the five DC films. Well, then there's Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman and all that grim dark stuff. I mean, there's like Dark Knight, which is some of the best. But oh no, I meant of the current DC. Yeah, yeah. obviously Amber Heard in that with her 15 minutes of screen time. Yeah, apparently that's been. Uh... Her role's been cut down significantly, and I I feel like there's been a lot of like turmoil in the making of this. So Amber Heard's role has been cut down, and then uh, Michael Keaton was meant to be in it, but then they replaced him his cameo with Ben Affleck instead. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, we'll have to see, but I'm definitely yeah, not it, going to watch it on the day it comes out. Probably not. It might come out a different. Like these are going to be the US dates. It might come out before then in the UK. Sometimes we get things a couple of days earlier. See, I think in America, like Christmas Day is one of the biggest days of the year for the box office, because they don't have public holidays that are linked to religion because of separation of church and state. Yeah. Whereas most of our public holidays are re- linked to religion, so Christmas Day, nothing's open. So if this comes out here on Christmas Day, no one will be going to see it. Although I did go to the cinema on uh, Boxing Day. Yeah. Uh, this year. So, prediction time. Out of these films, which one do you think is going to make the most money? Ant-Man. Really? Yeah. And which one do you think is going to be the best? Marvels. No question. Okay. Strong female leads. That's what we want. Okay, I think the highest grossing film of this year out of out of these comic book movies is going to be The Marvels. It's worth remembering that Captain Marvel made over a billion dollars. Yeah. So I think that could well be the highest grossing film of of the year. Um but in terms of comic book movies, because Avatar just, is going to be the highest grossing film of the year. I just feel that Ant-Man is the first Marvel film that we've had in a while. Black Panther came out like two months ago. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> so I, I just, I feel like, and it's the first one of this year, so I feel like a lot of people are just going to see it. So I feel like it's going to do really well at the box office. I I think you're going to be wrong because Ant Man films you in general do. have had a much lower box office than other Marvel films. I might be wrong. 
Well, yeah. I'm okay with being wrong. <laughs> it happens once in a blue moon. I'm okay with it. So, no, I think the Marvels will, will be the highest grossing. I think the best movie off this list is going to be Across the Spider-Verse. Of course you do. If it's half as good as the first one, it will be the best. And there's so many more Spider-People in this one. So, moving on to non-comic book movies. Apart from Ant-Man and the Marvels, I feel like I'm more excited for the non-comic book ones, movies, in all honesty. So there's, I know a lot of people are excited. I've never really watched them, but there's John Wick 4 coming out. Yeah, I've seen all the John Wick films. I enjoy them. They're not films I'm going to get excited about seeing, though. Um, Yeah. They have really good choreography. I've never watched any of them, really. Um, They have really good choreography and they're really fun. I've got them all on DVD. Oh, I've got the first two. I know Keanu Reeves, like, he trains so hard, like, uh, especially in, like, firearms and that for the films. Um, so I should probably watch them. They're very fun films. They've got great choreography. They have a, a really weird story. They're set in like this really strange universe where like it's like a secret society of hitmen. The third one I found had very little story. It was pretty much a fight scene from start to finish. And it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever seen The Raid, but the, it's like The Raid, but not quite as good. The Raid, I think, is a Korean film. I don't know if I have seen it. It's it's one of those films that its action mixes martial arts and gunplay really well. I, f- I think I've I've seen The Raid on what was it on Netflix? I don't know. I think I've seen it wasn't I, a Netflix actually, original. No, I think I've seen parts of it. Because I think I think Dad might have been watching it, and I've seen parts of it. Um, cause I remember a load of people with riot shields, and I think that's in the raid. Yeah, that sounds about right. But I've not watched it myself, and the John Wick ones, I probably should watch them. All all I really know about them is don't touch his dog. Yeah, because that never ends well. That's true of um, anyone. Don't fuck with dog owners. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next film. And I'm really excited for this, and I know a few people that are actually in this movie, which is very exciting, and it's Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Yeah, this looks great. It does. This really looks like it captures the the silliness of a Dungeons and Dragons game. Yeah. And D&D has really hit the mainstream uh, in the last few years. I think it's spurred on by podcasts like Critical Role, there's the other one that's really big as well. Dimension 20. That's it. I prefer Dimension 20. I think what these podcasts have shown people is that D&D isn't all serious. Like, you you, you can just be silly and have fun and be ridiculous. And I think that's, that's more like what most D&D sessions are like. Yeah. But, yeah, I know a few people in this doing the stunts. Um, some good friends doing it, and they seem to have really enjoyed it. Yeah, really excited for it. Uh, there's Chris Pine, Hugh Grant, um, Michelle Rodriguez. There's Munya Chihuahua. Yeah. Um, who's a really, really funny. So I'm really excited for this, and that's March 31st, so quite soon. Yeah, and the trailer looks really fun. There's, yeah, there's a lot of D and D references in there. There's a mimic, I think, in the newest trailer. There was an owl bear in there. 
So I think love an I feel like it's going to be one of those films that anyone can enjoy, but D and D fans are going to spot a lot of lore. Yeah, that, that will only stand out to them. Yeah, hundred percent. Then we've got the Little Mermaid. Okay, is that that's Disney Plus? No, that's a theatrical release, um, okay. as far as I'm aware. And obviously, we've talked about this in the past, and the the noise that this movie's had. But I'm excited. I like I like the live action. I think I Disney think that's going to make a lot of money because I think a lot of little girls are just are going to want to see a mermaid at the cinema. Like, yeah, don't don't underestimate the drawing power of mermaids. And I don't mean as the lawyer onto the rocks. <laughs> and obviously, there was them videos going around of like parents showing the kids the thing, and they're like, "Oh my god, she's black! Like she's like me!" And I think that cultural side's going to raise a lot of money for this as well. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to um, do really well. Those, those videos were heartwarming. Yeah. So I think it is going to do really, really well. Then we've got Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which is a terrible title, but yeah. Harrison Ford returning on June the 30th. I'm, I'm excited to see how they do the young and old indie. I, I wasn't particularly looking forward to this until I saw the trailer, and that has given me a lot of hope for it. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen, great evil actor. He plays a good villain, yeah. Such a good villain. Like, in Doctor Strange, I feel like they underused him. Yeah, definitely. And then you've got Antonio Banderas in there as well. Okay, I feel like he hasn't done that much recently. No, I've not seen him for a long time. Which is apparently really good. (laughs) Yeah, apparently the villain in that is, like, the best villain in all of cinema history. Okay. Um, everyone's like just going mad over this villain and they say imagine developing a film i.e. Avatar Way of Water for 10 years and getting beaten getting beat on Rotten Tomatoes by Puss in Boots has it? yeah well it's got like a 98 on uh, Rotten Tomatoes I, I don't think I don't think James Cameron will be too worried about Puss in Boots I'm sure Avatar's still going to make more money yeah then there's a film that's coming that I don't know if uh, you've seen anything about it or anything like that, but I'm really excited for it because it is something I'm very interested in. Um, the film is Oppenheimer. Yeah, no, it does look very good. It's got um, a very all-star cast as well. So you've got Killian Murphy, Florence Pugh, Emily Blunt, yeah. Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Rami Malek. That is one that I will be going to watch at the cinema. And they... So I thought they recreated in practical effects the explosions because they didn't want to use CGI for it. And it's what's-his-name, isn't it? That It's the, the guy that fucks about with time all the time. What's his name? Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, yeah. And apparently it's filmed in the intention to be watched in IMAX. Yeah, they say that about every film. So definitely watching that. I, I, I do enjoy IMAX. You can't always spend the money on that uplift, though, because it is expensive to go to IMAX all the time. Yeah, but no, I'm really excited for it. Robert Downey Jr. has not done anything in a, in a long time since Endgame, really, I think. Unless maybe Doolittle came out after. Yeah, um, I think it did. But it, it, was, was it, was, it was okay, but it wasn't a good film. What was Doolittle? It wasn't okay, it was it a was, bad film. It was okay just because... It was a bad film, the, then. The, the, the animals, that was the, that was the good thing about them. Um, I wanted it to be more like a classic... Doctor yeah, Doolittle. It wasn't. No. 
it was a very Doctor Doolittle. We all know what how what Doctor Doolittle is and does, rather than man suddenly wakes up and can hear animals talking. What? No, that's not uh, that's not what Doctor Doolittle. That's the Eddie Murphy Doctor Doolittle, where he just yeah, wakes no. up and can hear him talking. That's not what I wanted. What did you want? I want a classic '60s Doctor Doolittle, whereas this was like action Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> Um, I don't think I've ever seen 60s Doctor Doolittle. Have you not? No. Won the Oscar for Best Original Song for Talk to the Animals. Oh, okay. I believe it was 1968? Something like that. After that, we've got Roosevelt with Leonardo DiCaprio, who's not been in in anything recently. Uh, I don't care about that. (laughs) There's the Barbie movie, which is, for some reason, getting a lot of... Yeah, I'm glad Chatter. you mentioned the Barbie movie. It looks really good. Have you watched it, the trailer? It does. It, it does. looks really um, funny. I've got a lot of hope of a Barbie movie. <laughs> um, like if, if they can like, if they can recreate the same sort of magic as um as the Lego movie, because that's <laughs> the gold standard these days. But you know, <laughs> toy to movie. The 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 mistake that they always used to fall into. And it's a mistake they fell into with G.I. Joe and things like that, is making these things too serious. Make it about playing with toys. Like, the Lego movie is about playing with Lego. Yeah. Make Barbie movie about kids playing with Barbies and Kens. Yeah, it's got Margot Robbie in. Great actress. It has. Lover. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Don't like it. It has. But... So, I should just mention, Cousin Phil, who will be... Uh, Guesting on the podcast soon, hopefully. Cousin Phil messaged me about the Barbie movie. He said, uh, I can't believe that they've got the woman who played Joy in My Name is Earl. Like, no, that's Margot Robbie, mate. (laughs) Although... But they do look very similar, to be fair. They do. I I sent him a picture back of... It's a, a, a... Something I found on... In a My Name is Earl group I'm in on Facebook. Um... Of Jamie Presley meeting Margot Robbie, and they they are like spitting image. It's not a bad thing. Maybe they could have Jamie Presley in this as well as like a different version of Barbie. <laughs> different Barbie. Well, yeah, because you know there's so many different Barbies. I think that's what it's going to be, isn't it? Like all these different versions of Barbie and all these different versions of Ken. And well, like there must be all sorts of you know. I'm not deep into Barbie lore. There must be all sorts of like supporting characters in the Barbie universe. Yeah. I'll tell you something I do know about Barbie. Here's an, an anecdote for you. In... I can't remember if it was the 80s or the 90s. Back in the day, when you were near to a grasshopper, Ken wasn't selling very well. So they did some market research and uh, they were asking girls if... Do, do you want Barbie to have a, a different boyfriend? Do you not like Ken? And they said no... We want Barbie to to still be with Ken, but we want Ken to be cooler. Okay, so they went out, they did some research, they went to a lot of clubs and things like that and designed this new Ken doll. Um, and it has a ring on a gold chain around his neck. I think he's called Magic Ring Ken. It turns out that where they'd been doing their research was gay bars. And it was fashion at the time for gay men to wear cock rings and apparently where you wear it on your body conveys whether you're a top or a bottom and 
this Ken doll sold in fucking droves, but mostly to gay men. It was only on the shelf for a couple of months until Mattel realised what they'd done and they pulled it from the shelves. But gay men bought it in such numbers that it is still the best-selling Ken doll of all time. I'm looking at it and it's like, how did you not realise? Like, that is a cock ring. <laughs> so there you go. Magic and he's ring wearing Ken. fishnet. Oh, I hope Magic Ring Ken is in this film. <laughs> Can you imagine? His hair is bleached. How did you not know? I mean, that, that in, in the 90s, definitely, that was just fashion. Like, all the boy bands had bleached hair. But I can't... Are you looking at it now? What Does it say what year it came out? 1993. Yeah, so that, they could have just thought that was, you know, like, boy band fashion. But, yeah, that... I can just imagine. I can just Ken. imagine a load of suits walking into a gay bar <laughs> with the clipboards. Like, okay, so he's wearing, yeah. wearing a silver ring. Cool. <laughs> Most of them are wearing fishnet t-shirts. Okay, that seems cool. <laughs> just so. Then we have probably one of my favourite franchises: The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Um, Is that? It's yeah, so it's a prequel that's. Oh going yeah, to follow... I know. I've got I've got the book. I didn't realize we were making a film. Yeah, so it's the one that follows a young uh, Coralina Snow, and that's November seventeenth. I'm really excited for that. It's got Rachel Ziegler in, Hunter Schaefer. Yeah, I, I liked the the Hunger Games movies. I thought they did a decent job at adapting the books. Yeah, and it is going to st- still be directed by Francis Lawrence, who did the original trilogy. Yeah. So it should have the same sort of feel. So I'm really excited about that. When's that come out? Uh, November 17th. Okay. So not till end of the year. And then in December, Wonka, which I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm excited for, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Did we need a Wonka prequel? I don't know, but it's got a good cast. It's like, got... this isn't a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake. This is Wonka's origin story. Yeah. But it just feels so unnecessary. Well, it's got Timothy Ch- uh, Chalamet, Olivia yeah. Coleman, Rowan Atkinson in there. Okay, he's probably playing Umpa Lumpers or something. <laughs> he's playing all the Umpa Lumpers. Do you know what? It it would work. No, I, I can't say I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I'm definitely going to watch it. At some point, yeah. Probably when it comes to streaming, though. But it's the it is the origin story which captures the budding chocolatier as he crosses paths with the Umpa Lumpers. <laughs> Great. So who who doesn't love Umpa Lumpers? Although I did hear that it's going to be a full on musical with with like new original songs written for it. So that kind of makes me a bit more interested. But yeah. still, Willy Wonka origin story. It's just um, I can't be bothered about all the posts on social media about people going crazy about Timothy Chalamet. Who does it? People, people get obsessed with him. Yeah. Oh, okay. The people got obsessed with him in Dune. They're like, oh my god, he's beautiful. And it's like, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's something that's coming out this year is Dune Part 2. Yes. Which I should I, probably watch Part 1. <laughs> I, I hated it. Did you? I hated Dune. The only person I've known say that. Everybody else liked it. I just, <laughs> I might world. try and watch it again, but I just didn't. No, I'm, I'm impressed that you, you've committed to not liking something because you like every film you watch. I just really didn't like it. <laughs> um, the the only good thing about the film was Zendaya. Is uh, Batista in that one as well? 
Have I, have I made that up? I thought that Dave Batista was in that. I think you've made that up. There's one of the Skarsgård family, because there's like 16 Skarsgårds. <laughs> if there's one of the Skarsgårds in every film, <laughs> it's like Where's Wally? You've got to spot the Skarsgård. Is that 2023 wrapped up? Yeah. Oh, and I know something else we should talk about. Uh, Mission Impossible, Ghost, Rogue, Nation, Protocol, Summit. I don't know. The newest Mission Impossible. <laughs> Sorry, what? Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning, one. yeah. So when I went to see Avatar, they had a... It, it wasn't even a trailer. It was like a behind-the-scenes video of Tom Cruise doing a stunt, jumping off a mountain on a bike, and it looks insane. And uh, I've not watched a Mission Impossible since Mission Impossible 2. So I do really want to get caught up with the Mission Impossible films and maybe catch these last two at the cinema. If this is going to be the end of the saga. Yeah. There's just so many and I can't be bothered. <laughs> like, I, mean, the, I, I think struggled to get into Mission Impossible 1. Like The other one that's probably going to do big numbers this year that I've got no interest in, um, but, you know, we should mention, is Fast X. I skipped over that purpose. Fast 10, your seatbelts, as everyone has been calling it. They're all the same. I've not watched a Fast and Furious film since Tokyo Drift. That was alright. I enjoyed Tokyo Drift, yeah. The first one was so much different to what they are now. Like it, It was just a film about street racing. Yeah. And now they're basically superheroes. Yeah, they like. Isn't there one where they fly? I mean, do we go to space? Is that this new one where they're going to space? Or I, don't know. I don't know. I'm sure they like par- drive a car out of a plane. Yeah, yeah, that sounds familiar. It's like the um, A team bit where they fly. With, a tank. with the tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that our uh, 2023 preview done, do you think? Yeah, the only thing I kind of want to just skim over quickly is obviously we've just had the golden globes yes so i just want to kind of point out a few winners um so best motion picture was the fablemans yeah best performance by an actress in a musical or comedy was michelle yo in everything everywhere all at once very well i haven't haven't seen i can't believe Um, you've not seen that it's on amazon prime get it watched um, but I, I've heard good things. Best motion picture of an animated film was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Also very good. Which I have started very to well watch. Deserved. I have started to watch. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role was Angela Bassett in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah, so that we, we both we both praised her yeah, performance so many uh, times. In Black Panther. Uh, she, it was it was really a I really solid like performance. It's well I'm deserved. glad she's got recognition from it best director was steven spielberg for the fablemans steven spielberg racking up some more golden globes best television series house of the dragon i'm kind of surprised it got best television series to be honest like it was good but better call saul was better other nominees were better call saul the crown ozark and severance i would say better call saul is the best of those it looks like the banshees and everything, everywhere, all at once kind of dominated that this year. Yeah, and they are two two brilliant films, so yeah, I'm not surprised. They're two that I'm probably going to watch. Apart from that, that's it for the episode, so we would be moving on 
to the little jingle that I created. I mean, you say created. I it's think, a jingle. I, I made saying it. You created it was is a bit of a stretch. You ad libbed it, and I took a snippet out. Da 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 da. This segment is the recommendations. What, Jason? What have you been playing, watching? What do you recommend? I've just finished watching Kaleidoscope. I thought it was fine. Okay, I'm surprised. I thought you'd have much better. I mean, it's it's just I don't know. It's it's gimmicky, and I don't feel like the gimmick adds anything to it. Okay, because I haven't started it yet, but I am planning on. Have you been playing anything recently? I would like to recommend uh, my friend Pedro, which it's a game I found on the PlayStation Plus Extra tier, and it's just a fun little side-scrolling shooting game. Uh, but you can you can slow down time like Matrix style and do all sorts of crazy things. You can aim in two different directions at once, and um, it's it's all about trying to chain chain those kills together to get the best combo score by the end of the level and i've i've spent hours and hours just replaying levels trying to chain every kill together to get the s rank and uh, yeah that's a lot of fun okay um have you got anything to watch recommendations wise uh, we've been watching kaleidoscope and to be like i felt that by the end of the series it it was a bit of an anticlimax it wasn't it didn't blow me away like I wanted it to. And as I said before, I don't feel like the gimmick of watching... So if you don't know, the idea is you can watch it in any order. As long as you end with the Y episode. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we just watched it in the order that Netflix gave it to us because Netflix will randomise it for you. And I, just, I don't feel like that added anything. It wouldn't have made a difference... Like we d- we didn't get anything extra from watching it in a random order. Yeah, I don't think it would have made a difference if you just watched it chronologically. It wouldn't, it wouldn't ruin the make or break the story in any way. I've got the critics' recommendation of the order, so obviously I'll watch that. All the critics have all got together. It's the one that's had kind of the most, um, what most pe- most critics have said. So I'll I'll watch that one, and we can obviously compare that on on the next episode and just like the difference that we exper- experienced, because I feel like that's part of the gimmick, isn't it? Having a completely different experience to someone else. But like I said, I don't feel like it will. But like you'll see things unfold in a different order, but it's not. I don't think there's particularly anything where you'll go, oh, so that's why that or like i don't know it's just yeah. things happen like you know, and it 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 falls into so many of the uh of the cliche traps of a heist movie that rick and morty parodied a couple of years ago i feel if there's a if there's a parody that is so recent you should probably try and avoid those pitfalls <laughs> but yeah it's just play by play heist movie Oh, here's a big twist. We worked it out a yeah. few episodes before we saw the finale. What the twist was going to be, it wasn't. It wasn't a shock. And the, so the finale ends with the heist, but there are two episodes set after the heist, which kind which round out the story for you. So by the time you actually watch the heist, you know how the story ends. I feel like watching the heist last 
doesn't always necessarily work. Yeah. No, I, I get you. It, like it, it's it's the flow of the story and the ups and downs and like when you're writing a series, you want revelations to be at certain points within the series, and this randomizing the order kind of takes that ability away to place these revelations in the most effective points. Yeah. No, I get it. That's just my opinion. Um, So my recommendations this week are going to be The Witcher for both TV and game. So I watched The Witcher Blood Origin and I really, really enjoyed it. It's only four episodes, but I really enjoyed it and it filled in some holes and explained certain things. Do you know that just kind of get mentioned fleeting in the series? Yeah. It filled them holes and kind of explains them in more details on how they happened and why. Um, And there's some nice little nods back to it, back and forth. And I did really, really enjoy it. Um, So I definitely recommend it before season three of The Witcher comes out to watch that. And then, so gaming, what I've been playing through is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt again, because they kind of did an update where they've put some of the most popular mods that people were doing on PC into the game. And you can now, once you get to a certain level, you can actually get the Netflix armor. So the, the outfit that he wears in the Netflix show, you can get that in the game. And it came out 20... 40, 13, 14, I think. And it is still graphically amazing. And there's different endings, so choices matter. And it's just a really good game that you can kind of keep going back to time and time again. And I would fully recommend it. So I think that is all. Have you got anything else to no, add? No, that's all from me for today. Okay, so thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch, you can email notnpod at gmail.com or message us on Twitter at News of the Nerd. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, uh, please subscribe, rate on whatever streaming service you are listening to. Tell your friends, as I keep saying, tell your mums because they will spread the word for us. Obviously, if you've got any questions um, or topics that you think we should do or even ideas for episodes of the podcast please get in touch because we love that sort of thing but that is all from me so thank you hope you had a good new year bye thank you and we will see you next week Ant Omania. Okay, stop saying quant. Quant. <laughs> Sounds like a swear word, I've said it that much. You fucking quant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.